now it's time for some Midweek Thoughts. Hey, Tibbs. Thanks for having me as a guest on your podcast. You're not really a guest. You just kind of walked in and sat down. I know. Um, so can you tell me your name? Um, I, I couldn't think of a good one. <laughs> so you don't have a name? No. <laughs> I'm not a guest. I'm manipulating everybody. It is so hard to talk with that freaking clothespin on my nose. Yeah, welcome everybody. Sorry for being manipulative. It is midweek thoughts, and you're being manipulated into this episode. <laughs> I don't know. No, um, we're talking about music today, and music is such a huge part of John's and mine life. I wanted to talk about primarily focusing on like the Christian music industry for a second, because I find it very, very interesting how... There is an industry based off of Christianity, but yet, you know. Yeah. Like, is it possible for music to be Christian? <laughs> no. Christian Music doesn't have a soul. Or does music have a soul? There oh. is soul in music, but music doesn't have a soul. Wow. Well, so, like, okay, I'm so. I'm such a dork. I'm sorry. <laughs> John and I grew up in the church. We grew up playing on the worship teams. Yes. And I even, like, started worship teams, and I was a worship leader, and um, I do think there's something to be said for people coming together in a congregation and singing, you know, joining voices for like one thing. But that also can be a music festival. And that can also be at a club in New York, like people, you know, singing a secular band. Like, I don't know. I've seen Blink-182 shows. I've seen Jimmy Eat World shows. And everyone is singing in one. And you just feel like this high. You just feel like this and I think that higher feeling is like this group of people coming together as one. These are my people. Yeah, these, yeah, they, get it. Yeah, like, feel. yes. Everyone yeah. around me understands me. Yeah. And so, but you know, as I grew up in the church, and as I saw the planning behind things, and as I saw the meat and potatoes of how Sunday mornings were constructed, the general consensus is that there is manipulation at play. They want you to walk in the door with this high energy four on the floor song where you're just kind of like, whoa, man, I'm at this freaking concert. And then maybe the next song kind of keeps the energy up and you're just like, I'm feeling it. You got your yep. morning coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, you got like Chad and Cindy sitting in front of you and you're morning like, hey, Chad. Coffee. Morning coffee at church. Like literally you walk into any church now, there's people holding their coffee mugs in one hand, raising their hand with the other hand. Yeah. What are they? Uh, I was oh, yeah. a part of that. I'm sorry. So like, and uh, tr- song three. Gosh, I feel very like I'm bashing this whole thing. <laughs> I'm very jaded and sorry. Um, no, I'm I, no. I'll tell you right now. I'm I'm uh, not totally. I'm, t- I'm not totally unbiased here. Um, so like you know, song three though is always a down song. I'm telling you, like song three is a down. And either the church will ask you down, a little more mellow. Yeah, it's more, more introspective, a meditative type yes. state. Like, and then after the church will either slide into um, like the message, or the church will slide into uh, the offering, and you're in a very vulnerable state in this time. And like, I'm telling you, like, it makes me sick. And uh, there's a clear cut formula. There's even a video on YouTube uh, where like these people are are did an amazing job, but. Uh, talking about the typical format of the American church and it's to get you to feel this high. And then, then always after the sermon at the end, the church will close out on a song and it's um, typically more often than not this like celebration. And you're just like, you're just like, you know, 
oh my gosh like and go you go tell it on the mountain yeah and then over the- <laughs> and you leave and you're on this high and you're like oh man i can't wait to feel that next sunday um and then whenever i would go and see shows i'd feel the same way if not more and i'm like wh- how do i know that what i'm feeling is the holy spirit and it was like this very confusing thing that you need to dissect on your own that that's I don't think there's a right, you know, that's for a different topic. That's like everyone has their own personal journey. I was just in my personal journey. I'm thinking like, I think I need to take a step back because I'm, I'm, I've seen too much and I don't want to be jaded to this. And I want to like, I want to be able to look at this from um, a new perspective. So I will, I will vouch. I think a lot of times that I was moved in a church environment was because of the music, because I've also found myself feeling the same types of emotions mm -hmm. from music that was not Christian music. Yeah. But I feel these same type of emotional feelings where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like Mm -hmm. I move so deeply even to tears sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but this is what I felt at church. Mm -hmm. And it really called into question for me too. Like, wait, was I moved by God or was I moved by the music? And then if I'd talk to a Christian about it, they're like, well, how do you know God didn't move you through the music? I'm like, <laughs> shut up. Okay. It's a, again, everyone's different. Like, yeah. f- who am I to say? But, uh, well, you know, I know John has an example, but for me, what sparked this is Phil Wickham. Um, Phil Wickham is a worship artist. He's a contemporary Christian artist who, write songs and he's a worship leader at a church in San Diego. I had the privilege of seeing him in Lincoln, Nebraska when I lived there, just like him and an acoustic guitar. So Phil Wickham, check out his music. He is incredible. Um, so, but what I'm getting at is even if you aren't Christian, there's something about authenticity and that's kind of what I wanted to touch on as well today is authenticity. So like whenever he sings, whenever he writes a song and you hear it, you cannot deny that he is connecting to something and you know, it's God for him. And he is just transcending earth. (laughs) And like, there's just something about this dude. Like I know I'm talking it up so much and maybe you may not be a fan, but I'm telling you, like you can't deny authenticity. There's something about a little boy on YouTube with a awful camera with an awful poorly tuned acoustic guitar singing his heart out. You'll remember that video for eight, 10, 15 years, but why are you forgetting these pop songs from these artists that came out two months ago? It's because these pop artists today typically often than not aren't writing these songs. They they have writers behind them. They're being fed, you know, what topic to sing about, how to look, how to speak everything. And there's just something so disingenuine about it. And I think, um, it's just people see past it. You know what I mean? Like you see people at church and you see like, you can just tell a fake from anything you do, like a salesman, uh, whatever. But whenever you see that boy on YouTube who was like crying, playing this awful poorly tuned guitar on like his crappy webcam, there's just something like, you know, that's why boys like him make it to like the Ellen show or something. Like there's just something you cannot deny about that person. And when it comes to Phil, there's something you can't deny. And I know I'm just obsessed with his music, regardless if it's worship or whatever. Um, I would say, and I'd argue the, the little boy on YouTube, that this metaphorical yeah. little boy who's singing his guitar. And most of the time, if, if they are, if that boy is on YouTube, he don't know he's on YouTube. 
He doesn't know he's being filmed mm. because I th- believe the most authentic emotional music you'll never see because it's, it's not, not for about, the fanfare. Yeah, it's not about for that person who's performing it. I don't know. It's maybe it's not about being seen mm. because it doesn't matter who hears it. Doesn't matter who listens to it. Now mm. I get at some point probably someone's like, "Dude, you got something here." Like somebody heard it, you got something here. This could move people. Like this mm-hmm. is important. And what began as something private, personal, real to oneself became, and it's a slippery slope when you get there. Mm-hmm. You're developing my thoughts on top of my head. No, yeah, I agree. Um, and I think it takes a lot of work to remain humble, remain authentic when you get into this industry. Was yeah. it Aaron, um, Aaron Gillespie? Aaron, uh, yeah, Gillespie. Yeah. Um, yeah, from Under Oath, drummer of Under Oath. Didn't he record his own worship album? And he was with a label, and they were like, "Listen, our target audience, soccer moms. We want to, we want to have worship songs that they're going to be able to listen to." He's like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, that's not how I want to write. I want to write something real and authentic." And did his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, you know, if if you aren't if you aren't a Christian, I'm not saying to listen to Phil to convert you. I'm just saying to seek seek authenticity in, in what you watch, what you listen to, who you speak with. Um, just, there's something so refreshing about just hearing someone like, uh, I don't know. Let's say I really disagree with Buddhism, but I meet someone who's a Buddhist who is just like so inviting and warm to me. You can't help but deny like there's something. There's a belief there. Yeah. There's something there. Thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if, yeah. And that's why I do want to be sensitive. I mean, I used to believe really, really strongly in the Christian faith and I don't now, but I still have to be sensitive knowing that beliefs are powerful, mm-hmm. even if they're not true. Mm. They can be true for you if you believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really difficult. And I can't say, I mean, to go back to it, like, what what is it that changed in my mind? Like, I was the guy that was on stage preaching, and now I'm not. Yeah. Um, what, what happened? I know what happened to uh, me, but that's a whole episode. I know. That would be a whole episode that maybe we'll talk about. It's really hard not to. Like, there's a variety of things, a number of things. And, and can we say definitively we're right? No, because just in the as much as I've changed – in the past three years, how do I know I'm not going to go through another experience and be a completely different person <laughs> three years from now? All you can speak of um, is to right now. Right. I know for me, I'm not saying I don't believe. Um, I'll just say right here, like I still, I still believe, but I just question um, the, the corporate, the corporate, of- the practices. Yeah, like uh, you can call it Christian for lack of a better term, but I don't want to. I look at how people act and I'm just like, I don't want to be associated with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tricky, but again, I'm not trying to convert you by pushing you onto Phil. I'm just saying like, my God, <laughs> there's something about that guy. And, yeah. and there's, there's, there's Christian artists that you like, mm-hmm. you know, King's kaleidoscope. King's kaleidoscope. Is- yeah. There was a, a time, even when I was beginning this kind of deconstruction of my faith, I needed a, a Christian that didn't feel boxed. It didn't feel canned. that felt like authentic and, 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 a, and, I was turned on to King's Kaleidoscope and I heard him and I'm just like, wow. Like even today, like their music moves me, even though I don't buy into what they're singing about mm. it, the, the music itself, mm-hmm. not even the lyrics, but the way the vocals sound, the way the music sounds, I can't help but be motivated and moved by it. Yeah. 
Um, even though I don't believe what they're saying, which kind of further proves that music is really powerful. Yes. Um, but even even them, Christian, they were known as a Christian band, even though in, largely independent. Um, they're one of their latest albums. They dropped the f bomb in one of their albums, and they got absolutely blasted mm. um, by the Christian community when he's being authentic in his music and mm-hmm. he's just speaking his real feelings. Um, I know one time when I was at a really low point, I was being authentic in a conversation with God and like, like, well, it might as well put the explicit thing here. I was just like in the car driving. I was like, fuck you, God. Like you're such an asshole. And like, I remember in that moment, and this is a couple years ago, like kind of feeling this like, Hey, thanks for finally being honest. Now we can talk. Hmm. It's almost like I've been trying, I was hiding my true authenticity for so long. And I felt this voice saying like, Hey, thanks for being honest. And when I'd share that story with different um, Christian communities and using my exact words, I've been told by pastors of huge churches to please not use that language. And I'm Hmm. like, how, why are you censoring me um, from my true and honest and authentic feelings with that I had with God? You're telling me to not say a certain word because it might offend people. Hmm. I'm sorry. Like that to me, is toxic Christianity. Well, yeah. When you need to get over the fact, like, this is somebody's story. This is their mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Let them say what they experienced. Well, and that's that's why it all circles back to, I think it's so weird that there's a Christian market for music mm-hmm. because, like, who's to say that a Jimmy Eat World song, like, couldn't, you know, they couldn't be connecting to God, but they just aren't saying the word God. You know what I mean? Like, they could be talking about all these lyrics that just move you, but they don't say, you know, praise your name on the mountains. You know, it's still a worship song. Like, it, right. it's so subjective. And, I, you know, John was talking about how, like, it's weird how there's not, like, think about what secular music sings about. Mm-hmm. Sex, drugs, partying, just, like, lifestyles. Life hardships. Yeah, hardships. There isn't a sex genre. New York. There's not a New York genre. Yeah, there's not, like, you know. Welcome it, to New York. Yeah, Welcome. so, like, you know, for example, there's hip-hop, there's rock, there's country. But that isn't necessarily talking about the language, per se. That's the style It's of the music. style. Christian music sounds like U2. It sounds like it sounds like Mumford there's and Christian Sons. Christian rock. There's Christian hip-hop. There's yeah. Christian country. There's yes. Christian all of this stuff. So, yes. It's got his own subgenre. Yes. Just because it's Christian, you can buy it. Yes. And I I do believe that it's just as labeled that way, just because they know there's a market for it oh, that, that will eat it up regardless of who the artist Slap is. Slap a Jesus fish on that sucker and people will buy it. Yes. So Sorry. I'm just saying, you know, yes, I think that's twisted, but there's so much good stuff out there if you just put the label aside. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. It's your experience. Yeah. And we can't take anything away from your experience, just like I have an experience too, mm-hmm. and other people have experiences, and we've got to figure out a way to bring them all together into yeah. one neat and tidy um, community of people and all get along mm-hmm. with those experiences. Give us a star rating and give us uh, a review Yeah, because it actually does help us show up in the search engine, like the more reviews we get and stars we get. So... If you are a fan, or even if you just want to, you like us as guys, whatever, just please uh, do that because it does help give us exposure. And I know we've talked about how this is for us, but hey, why not, right? Yeah. If you want to be a guest on our podcast too, and if there's something we say that you disagree with, you agree with, and you think you have a compelling story, come on board. Seriously, we'd love to have you. We will see you on Thursday.